everyone. I'm Andrea Ferretti, and this is episode 83 of Yogaland. Happy holidays, Jason. Happy holidays, Andrea. <laughs> this is our year-end wrap-up. We did this last year. I can't believe it was a year ago that we did this because I was just kind of listening to it to remind myself, and it feels like it was just yesterday that we recorded it. I remember almost nothing from like a moment-to-moment <laughs> basis. You know this. But I remember that conversation we had. Yeah, it was yeah. a good one. So, yeah. And I feel like we have even more stuff to work with this year. Sure. But before we get into that, I wanted to just, if anyone has sent an email to support at Jason Yoga, which you're welcome to do at any time, you have found out that I am the first person to get the support mail. Do you ever get the emails that say, to Jason and Andrea or staff? Yes, it's I do. It's pretty funny. Yes, There's yes. no staff. No, unless you count our daughter's hundreds of stuffies that, you know. They're useless. <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're not. They're, oh, they're not. sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so I get a lot of questions about your trainings and kind of where is he doing trainings next year? And I was hoping you could clarify that a little bit. Sure. The two most significant trainings I do are in San Francisco and London. They're the 300-hour advanced programs, three 100-hour modules. So that's the answer to that question, London and San Francisco. London, there's only two modules left because we, I've, I've already completed the first module. You did the, module one this past October. Yeah, in the second module, which is in January, is sold out. Okay. And April is almost sold out. We're down to our last spaces. But we have 2019 dates. Oh, I'm not going to say them now because it's like that's like forever and a half ago. But if you're interested in starting with module three, then we are doing London 2019. It's confirmed. Definitely definitely confirmed. And you can start with three. And then we're down to our last 10 spots for the first module. Of San Francisco. Of San Francisco. And that's in February. Of 2018. Yeah. And then I'll have a handful of smaller trainings here and there. Right. The the teacher renewals. The teacher renewal programs and a little bit other like little trainee stuff. Okay. So... All of that information is going to be on our website. And so usually the best, the first place to check is jasonyoga.com slash schedule. And then if you don't see it there, schedule, schedule. (laughs) then if you don't see it there, you can email support at Jason Yoga, which is really Andrea Ferretti. Just to one more like quick thing to clarify. So San Francisco, you've got module one yes. in February of yes. 2018. Yes. And then you are also offering modules two and three Correct. in San Francisco Correct. in 2018. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Like this May and then July, I think are those two others. Okay. And people always ask us too, is whether or not they have to start with module one, whether or not they have to complete them all years, whether they, they need to be able to do like handstand to press back, backflip <laughs> to whatever. No, 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 no. You can do them. Yeah. In and you can even just do them as like an, a 100-hour intensive. Immersion you, kind of a yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah. So that's it. Okay, those great. Those are the big pieces. I think those are the big FAQs. And really, yeah. I should put together an FAQ page. But the staff, I mean, my stuffy staff you know is what? just Our, not on it. The stuffy staff is not on it. I'm looking at Lammy over there. And Lammy's just glaze eyes. So man. chill. Yeah. So chill. Too chill. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you a couple of questions? Absolutely. So we're doing our wrap-up. And you usually ask me questions which you can also do, but I want you to tell me what episode or episodes did the best in 2017. Yeah. Other than mine. So take mine off the table. Uh, I was going to say it. 
We'll assume. We'll assume that like that's a given, even though it isn't, is it? All right. Well, I have good news. Spill the beans. And not so good news. The good news is because I am Acast is my network. I'm one of the few fortunate podcasters who gets very very specific analytics. Yeah. And so I actually exported 2017 and sorted it. Don't look. Oh man. Don't look. The good news is that three of your episodes, no, four of your episodes made the top 10. It's only because I'm on here all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's the numbers thing. No, because. I know, I know. I'm not right. that insecure. The actually. bad news is that you are not number one. Actually, that's great news that I'm not number one. It, it yeah. actually is. Yeah. In terms of the health of the overall podcast. Yes. It's really valuable that I'm not number one. Well, yeah. I, I'm, I'm number one in my heart. <laughs> You know what actually blows me away? You're number seven in your heart. <laughs> I'm, I'm, at best. I barely scratched the top 20. Can I say it? Yeah. You say it. Who's number one? The drum roll is, it's Judith Hanson Lasseter. It's amazing. It's wonderful. It's totally great. We're so happy about that because I think all of us out there feel like- 47 million downloads. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to pay for our daughter's- College, you guys. None of those things. None of those things are true. Did she say she was going to pay for our college? <laughs> I meant with her $47 million. Oh, okay. I mean, we've talked about this before because yeah. her podcast has been, I mean, from the very beginning, it was, and I'm talking about her first podcast because by the time this one is published, she'll have done another one with us. She and Lizzie did one together. But it has been in the lead, you know, since like day one of it airing and we've both talked about how happy we are about this that there's so much ageism in our yeah. society overall and to feel like yes what we say is still relevant as we grow older and as we have more experience under our belts and she is so well spoken and funny and she just has for a very long time before you and I even started doing yoga, she's been relating yoga to life and yeah, how to yeah, live yeah, your yeah, yoga. Yeah, and yeah. so we're just, yeah, yeah super I think, happy about I it. I think the two things that are remarkable to me about this, one is that the over-perceived value of content in social media, right? Because Judith doesn't have, um, actually, she has a lot of Twitter followers. Yeah, and I think Lizzie has helped her. So she does. She's not yeah. active in social media, but she has a digital presence. She has a huge digital presence. Yeah. She always has. Oh, she has for a while. But I guess the point that I want to make is, we tend to think that whatever is in our face mm. is the most powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Most because successful. Because we, we, yeah, because yeah. we tend to. All, we, we're all sort of prisoners of the moment. Yeah. Right. And we all see the ubiquity and the obvious power of social media and how much people are engaging with it. But then you have someone like Judith who in the podcast just has massive traffic, right? Mm-hmm. And that isn't coming from the this huge popular person in social media. It's coming from, you know, quite honestly, the, the terms are used pretty loosely nowadays, senior teacher. She is an actual senior teacher. Yeah. I think the other thing that is really remarkable to me about it, another sort of prisoner of the moment thing is that I forget that anyone does restorative-based yoga. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's not its not what I focus on. It's mm-hmm. not what I practice. It's not what I teach. I used to do much more restorative, but and I've always had a huge value and amount of respect for it. But 
It's not the thing that I'm teaching where there's all these big classes, right? So we all forget that there's a big world around us that we might forget exists, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyways. Yeah, Yeah, um, talking to her and to Roger has definitely, this year, Roger Cole, has definitely sort of got me back to allowing myself to slow down in my practice when I really need to slow down instead of pushing through. Yeah. Yeah. So let me go the opposite way. Which to you were some of your favorite episodes that from a popularity standpoint didn't crush it? Like what were some things that for you as the, I'm going to say it like this, all yoga teachers have this experience, right? Where we're teaching a class and we think while we're teaching the class, this is like, the worst class <laughs> that has ever been done. Not only is this our worst class, this is an insult mm-hmm. to like the history of yoga. We complete it. We think, oh my God, I need to find a different job. They're in Shavasana and we're Googling like new jobs, right? Mm-hmm. People come up to class after class and say, oh my God, that was the best class ever. And then we have the other experience where we're teaching a class where we just think to ourselves, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. This is like, this is, I have the muse, things are just rolling through me, this feels so good, and no one comes up, says how amazing it is, eight people leave early, no one stays after Shavasana. So for you, what is popular to someone else may not be what you, the provider, anticipate. So were there some things that you really love that you feel like underperformed in popularity, and what and why? Yes. Well, I'll first say that (laughs) I'll first say that they all have done really well. I don't want anyone listening to this who did the interview with me to feel like, oh man, mine didn't do well. But I would say that I was just so stoked to have Susan Cain on my podcast. Oh yeah, for sure. Who is a New York Times bestselling author? She's her TED Talk has been downloaded millions of times. She's really a hero of mine, and. And that's episode 51. And yeah, that one wasn't quite as popular as I thought it would be, yeah. which sort of to me says, I'll say one more thing. On the flip side, the other New York Times bestselling author I had, Gretchen Rubin, who is also not a direct yoga person. And Susan and, and uh, Gretchen are friends too. So they have like similar sensibilities. Gretchen was very, very popular. She's like number four, I think. This, I'm just going to give people just a quick inside glimpse into programming and content and why, you know, Cosmo has the word sex on the cover every time, because happiness topics, positive topics, sexy topics are the ones that, you know, that that people want to listen to and people want to see and read. And it's totally understandable. So they're quick aspirational. yeah, Yeah, yeah. So Gretchen Rubin focuses on the four tendencies and her podcast is called Happier. And, you know, whereas Susan is more introspective and her work is much more about introversion, obviously, but also just kind of the internal process of people. And that's what I'm the most interested in. So, yeah, that one would, I would say, would be, I think, the most underrated episode. This is how many years is this? So two and a half? No, no, a year and a half. Gosh. Seven years? Seven years. Yeah. And nice. we've been married for 43. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> what do you feel like are some of the big things this year that you've learned about 
being a host and then also <clears throat> being like a producer of content for mm-hmm. a community. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. What I've learned about being a host is I think probably what's similar to being a yoga teacher, which is that I feel differently about my skill level from day to day. Sometimes I just feel like, man, I am cruising. I know how to talk to people and elicit the response and, you know, really get them to be forthcoming. And, you know, I know how to create an interesting, concise, fabulous, human, conversational, informational interview. And then there are other days where I just feel like, oh my God, I suck at this. You know, like, how do I talk to another human being? It's not always easy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yes, changeable. I am just such a changeable human. I am just not, I'm like, we've had Ayurveda on the podcast recently and it's just, I really am a Vata type. I am just, steadiness does not come easy. Well, both you and I are pretty emotionally driven. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've taught yoga for long enough that I can usually manage my emotions for like a 90 minute increment. Yeah. That's in to some degree, largely through training. Right. And I feel similarly about hosting, you know, like when people say to me, how do you know how to do this? Like, how did you just suddenly know how to do this? It's like, I didn't suddenly know how to do this. I've, I've actually been a journalist for doing a this for, you know, over a decade. So when I'm feeling really insecure or just like, oh man, I, I, I'm sort of putting this out into this black hole and not knowing how the, what the response is going to be. I, 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 re, I rely on my skills. You know, I rely on my, my years of of doing this and getting a story and understanding what a good story is. and But do you feel like your feedback loop from the audience is more immediate and consistent than it used to be with your time in print at Yoga Journal? I do. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So even though you're putting it out into the ether at the moment, through social media, there's still a much more, there's a greater overt engagement amongst your base audience. Yeah, definitely. And then even just digitally, you know your numbers, which is largely a blessing, but also sometimes a curse, mm-hmm. right? There's there's not a yoga teacher listening that doesn't deal with the numbers game. Right, right. You know? And so you now do that too. And you're, I think the same thing that happens to all yoga teachers is if you have a certain amount of growth of participation, a greater amount of students over time, then you you just have receding goalposts. Yeah, Your exactly. benchmark just changes, right? So, yeah. so your expectations, I think your expectations for positive engagement have increased as your positive engagement has increased. That's just humanness. But, but it's, a, it's something that, to manage. Absolutely. I mean, I think what I would say is that regardless of the numbers or the feedback, At the end of the day, we all question our ability to relate to other people, right? We all question, we all at at times, at moments question, do other people feel like this? Yeah. Do other people, you know, have this experience? And so when you're creating- Do other people value this? Yeah. I value it. So when you're creating content and you're like, oh, this topic, I think it's very important. And I have had this, you know, and you're planning it. I've had this experience with this topic. So I'm going to ask this question. There's always just that moment of like, I hope this is how other people feel about this, or I hope this is helpful to other people. Right. That's kind of you it know. I'm going to say something which I sort of think about, which is 
I still don't know. I say this is this is going to sound weird, okay? I don't know if I am a popular yoga teacher or not, or whether I don't know if I am like popular or whether or not I have just done this long enough and I have good exposure, especially in the digital landscape, that I have found my people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but it's taken me a very, very, very long time to find a group of students and teachers that consistently, that we resonate with each other, Mm -hmm. you know? I don't think I have done much that's, that's different over the years. I mean, I've gotten better at doing what I do, but I've always struggled with this question of relevance. Mm -hmm. And I am not relevant to everyone. Right. No one is. Yeah. You know, no one is, no one can be because not everyone is going to share the same interests or share a similar take or personality. But with this medium for you, you know, you're not going to have everyone, not, not everyone is going to love it, but over time, the people that do love it are going to continue to find you and show up. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's the hope. That's the hope. That is the hope. That is the, well, that's yeah. the hope. Yeah. I will say one other big thing that I've learned is that I still love yoga. Yeah. 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 You know, um, and that this wasn't just the idea to do the show wasn't just a lark that, you know, I really wanted to do it with the intention of inspiring people to keep practicing because it's hard. Like I said, I'm not a steady person. I'm emotionally driven. I am different from day to day. And so moment to moment, moment to moment. Exactly. So consistency <laughs> is a challenge. And so, yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that I noticed a bit after the Jill interview was like, what are we doing in the yoga world? And, and is this just all a big sham? And and also with the Me Too things that have come out yeah. in the yoga world, Rachel Brayton has done a great post about that. And she and I and Catherine Budig and all these other people are in communication about how to handle that. So I can't really talk about that yet. But with that coming out, you know, of course, there's understandable disillusionment around certain aspects of, of the practice. But I just, for me, like I'm not going to spend a lot of time and energy on this podcast talking about the negative. And that's not no. because I am a Pollyanna, although maybe in some ways I am. It's because this is an endlessly fascinating topic to me. There are people who have forged a very strong path before me. I honor and respect them. And I want to continue bringing the tools from this practice to more and more and more people. And like, that's my hope. And that's my goal. And that's kind of what I stay focused on. Not that we shouldn't talk about the the dark sides. We definitely should. That's why I did the interview with Jill. That's why I'm planning something for the around the Me Too issue. But for the majority of things for me, I want to always remember how it's helped me so yeah. that, you know, it can help other people. I think it's pretty simple. Yoga is unassailable and people make mistakes. Right. People make mistakes in applications all the time. Communities right. make mistakes in applications. If I chop my arm off with a buzzsaw, it's, I'm not going to say that it was the buzzsaw's fault. Yeah. But we make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But this, this process is a pretty unassailable process. Mm-hmm. I know it's still, still early in the next year. It's not even the next year. Do you have some plans for next year with the podcast? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is Oprah still acquiring? Oh, the my gosh. For I mean, Oprah and I have been in talks. Bazillions. In my dreams. 
every night yeah. <laughs> because great. I... <laughs> great, good. You know, I was looking back at the analytics of the last year and some of the other episodes that did really well are the summer series episodes. And I think with good reason, because they featured Jason Crandall, <clears throat> but also because they were just very useful and actionable. Yeah, so, actionable. You know, so for me next year, it's a balance of those types of episodes. And obviously just the direct yoga application, but then also I'm hoping to widen the breadth of the content a little bit and just feature things that are important to me and that I find interesting. So I actually have already done an episode that'll that'll launch in January about personal care products and what does toxic mean and what ingredients should you avoid and why and why they're bad for the environment and right. So kind of more lifestyle. Yoga milieu. Some more lifestyle, but you know, related to just wanting to live a really conscious, consciously. I was listening to our podcast from last year. And when I asked you to reflect on the previous year, you said, I don't really think about the past a whole lot. <laughs> I don't. So I don't actually. really know if I should ask you, you can ask about me. this past year. Yeah. I had a great year. Good. I mean, this is probably like I was telling you and Sophia, these have been probably the best two years of my life. Yeah. You know, you've been healthy. She's been healthy and doing great. I have had a ton of work, but really everything I've done really for the first time, you know, Probably the first time ever, every commercial aspect of my job went really well. Like my public classes are great. I love them. My yoga glow engagement is really great. My trainings, my workshops, like I, I'm, I've been in a really, really good groove. I feel really good as a teacher. I feel really solid in what I'm offering. I feel really clear about who my student base is. I feel really clear about why and when and where yoga teachers are struggling and what people are struggling with. And I feel like I'm doing a really good job of helping them. And yeah, I mean, you know, the the travel wears on me. I, I love it. It's a love-hate relationship. You know that. Mm -hmm. it, it wears on me. But this has been a really good, good, good year. And my and my body feels good. I mean, I've had a I've had a couple of difficult injuries this year, but Right now, I've I feel like I've been working through stuff really well, and I'm yeah. happy with stuff. The injuries are from jujitsu more yeah. than yoga, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, I thought so. I mean, that's par for the course, but but they're fine. Mm -hmm. You know, that's I, we've talked about it on and off. I've dealt with injuries since I was a child. Mm -hmm. I've skateboarded, you know, since I was six to my twenties. Same thing with hockey. So. I'm not novice at dealing with injuries. And again, I don't want to be cavalier about them, but I can work through them or, or you know, f I've been fortunate to be able to work through them, the vast majority of, of hiccups that I've had. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not exactly constructed like a Viking. On the inside, I'm constructed <laughs> like a Viking. 
on the outside, I'm constructed like a very um, young, thin boy. (laughs) (laughs) With tiny, puny calves. With tiny calves and puffy eyes. My eyes look old now. I actually had that thought this morning. Not about about me? No, not about you. Anyway, we don't need to go into that. We do not need, as I said, focus on the positive Positive. in this podcast. No, you know what? I'm uh, the old, the get so far, the getting older thing is awesome. Yes. Yes. I'm way happier now than I ever have been. Now, I shouldn't say uh, that, that, uh, that's a, that's a broader conversation, but I don't actually fight age. I sort of pride in it. You know, I pride in that, A, the reality is we're not particularly old. That's the reality. B, I think that I just take pride in my ability to become more mature and to become more skillful at things. Yeah. You know? And that really valuing skill. I've been saying this a lot to, to my students is understanding, like reminding ourselves that yoga is a skill-based discipline. It's not a flexibility-based discipline. It's not an effort-based discipline. It is a skill-based discipline. And then applying strength and flexibility and insight to skill, but not starting with those other things and then trying to form skill. You form skill and then you, and then you multiply it. I'm smirking because I know I, you're smirking. This no, 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 yeah. no. I'm smirking because I saw Maria Bamford last night, who is a comedian who I just worship. And she, I mean, she's 47 years old. And she finally, like finally, after 20 years of doing stand-up comedy, has a Netflix show and is, you know, doing really well. And I don't know, she just had this whole bit that I won't be able to do it justice, but she has this whole bit about how she wants, she had to do a commencement speech at her alma mater. And she really wanted to tell everyone to just, aim for being as mediocre as possible uh-huh. because that's what she did. And uh-huh. look where she is now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and I was just thinking, you know, at this age, like at the age of 45, like my practice is damn good. Totally. Like I can do the full Vashistasana. I can totally. do all these things. When I was 25 compared to other 25 year olds, my practice was pretty mediocre. Mm. No, I don't think it was. Yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah. Anyway, there are some benefits to aging and and being consistent with your health and taking care of yourself. Yeah. 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 Okay. So what about 2018? What what are your hopes? I got to be told, well, one, that you get bought by Oprah for bazillions of dollars. (laughs) Oprah, are you listening? And I just want everyone to know. I want everyone to know. Can someone share this with Oprah, please? I want everyone to know this. Yes. If you were to to sell a product and earn a bazillion dollars, I want everyone to know I love teaching yoga so much I would still teach yoga. Okay. Once in a while, not very well. <laughs> I'd put almost nothing into it. Like almost nothing. But I would show up and talk to people for I'd be the first person to have like a 28-minute schedule on the class. <laughs> okay, can I just do one more Maria Bamford thing from last night? One more. One more, one more, one more. Okay. At the beginning at the beginning of the show, she said, you know, people come up to me and they say, like, how did you know you wanted to be a comedian? I mean, did you know your whole life? It's such a hard job and you work so hard. How did you know you want to do it? And I say to them, and I say to you, I did not want to do this very show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. So next year, no, in all sincerity, I've somewhat been in denial of what's happening next year. And the reason I mean, I, what I, what I mean by that is all of next year is scheduled, but the last quarter, essentially set in September has been so, uh, I've been on the road so much that 
when I'm busy doing something, I can't think about sure. the future or else I freak out. I yeah. get really overwhelmed and I get anxious. And so I haven't really spent that much time looking at what my schedule is for next year. Mm-hmm. It's actually something I have to do this week is like really sort out next year. Thank you for the warning. And start to I will like, gear up for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and start to think about marketing and content and all that stuff. I have my big trainings coming up, San Francisco and London, like we said at the top of the show, which I'm stoked about. A couple of new cities that I can think of offhand. I'm going to be in Austin. I've taught in Austin, but it's been almost 10 or 15 years. Another place in uh, Riverstone, New York. Oh. Are you going to Belfast? I'm going to Belfast. I've never been to Belfast. I'm so jealous. Yeah. I have always wanted to go and to Belfast. And going, then going back to Copenhagen, I'm excited about, because you know how much I love Copenhagen. Yeah. So a bunch of other stuff I'm really excited about, but those are some of the things that, that come up. H- Hong Kong at the end of... Oh. This time next year, I'll be just wrapping up something in Hong Kong. So I just want you to know that when Oprah buys me, I'm going to all those places and you're staying home. Uh (laughs) That's all right. Okay. That's all right. Because we'll have like, yeah. Anyway. Okay. I will be excited about those things. And I'm still building out this whole online thing. I know. I'm we just we, we actually talked way. about it we last year more, in this a, episode. Did we really? We did. We were like, we're, we're going to do our online program. close. So we'll, we'll talk more about that. It's, I guess what I want to say about it is that... It's a content program. Yeah, it's a content program. And it's taking a long time because you want it to be Everything really to be great. Yeah. And you want to... I can't just like slap up some couple of webinars. It's not my speed. Yeah. Not, it's not when it comes to education. I feel so important. I feel so strongly about education. And this is the place, especially yoga teacher education, that this just sort of slapping up fly by night webinars about this or that. To me, I'm not I, I'm not willing to do that. Right. So it's just taking it's just you're taking yeah. time to engage in the process. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. when it's ready, and the, and, it'll and, come out. And I'll say this time last year. The process was was theoretical. Now I am building content. Cool. Yeah. 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 Great. All right, babe. Happy 2017, everyone. Happy 2017. Thanks, Thanks for being out there. Yeah. Thank you so, so, so much for listening and for engaging. It means the world to me. Until next week, enjoy your practice. Most of the time we Don't give each other the time of day We're budding in life and constantly why Can someone please tell me why That we only try On Christmas Day, on Christmas Day Only today, on Christmas Day Only today, do we share Why only today? Do we care?